0: welcome to there is a method to the madness my name is rob maxwell i'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer the purpose of the method to the madness is to get to the root of what really matters to use science to explain to you what we need to pay attention to and what we don't need to pay attention to because ultimately i want everybody to exercise and eat better. And speaking of eating better, I want to thank Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 275 star reviews on Zillow. And if you're looking to sell your home or buy a new one, they're the ones you need to check out in Volusia County. Bank that. All right. I will put their information in the show notes. So today I want to talk a lot or a little, depending on your definition of those things, about strength training. There are all these cool studies nowadays on strength training. I see a lot of them because I follow those types of things. And naturally, there's still a lot of studies in strength training regarding sports and fitness and the things that you would think strength training would be associated with. I mean, that's been there. That's always been there. But I've noticed a more recent trend and one that I really like is that there have been a lot of studies published and released to the general public about strength training's role in your health and fitness. So health, that's the big key. I mean, we've known forever about strength training's role in making us stronger adding muscles, feeling better, improving our tonicity, of course. And us professionals have known for a very long time regarding strength training's role in improving our health, our cardiac health, our pulmonary health, our muscular health, our joint health. I mean, every part of health, our mental health, like we've known this for a very long time. Recently, there's been more studies coming out proving these types of things. I see it all the time. So the American College of Sports Medicine, or ACSM, is the top sports medicine agency for regulating these types of things, for pushing the material out there. They're a nonprofit, so we can trust them. And they've been around since 1954, and no, I don't work for them, so I don't have any reason to promote them, but I do have one of their certifications. They are a very good organization. They're probably the most professional, again, of the sports medicine organizations. They have been pushing more and more studies out to the public regarding strength training and health, and I think that is really cool. All right. But that's not really the main point of today's podcast. The main point of today's podcast is when we see these studies and then they get released to people in ways that are more understood. So like on social media, whether it be Twitter Uh, Instagram, Facebook, or put out in different magazines like, say, Men's Journal, Men's Fitness, Men's Health, Muscle and Fitness, Shape. All those are, you know, decent periodicals. They're, They're good. They're for, you know, people that are fitness enthusiasts to read what's going on. So when all of these studies are getting released and talked about, what I found most interesting was that They're talking about strength training in the form of frequency, and that's it. And I think that's pretty cool. So what I mean is this. Now, the American College of Sports Medicine comes out and says that along with their position stands on cardiorespiratory health, which you would imagine they would get involved with, right, because they do work with the American Heart Association. So along with those position stands, they've come out several years ago and said that to in order to improve and get the minimal benefits for your health, you need to strength train two to three days a week. So they came out and qualified that, two to three days a week, period. And all of the studies that we're seeing put out there in these magazines now, they're essentially saying the same thing. It'll say something like, According to this study, those that take part in strength training, two to three days per week. According to this study, those that work out, two to three days per week. According to this other study, those that exercise at the gym using resistance training, two to three days per week. So they might be qualifying it a little different as far as what they're calling strength training and resistance training. But all of the studies are talking about the frequency of two to three days a week. Now, you may be wondering, Rob, what is your point on this? My point is this, is... We can get so carried away with exactly micromanaging what that strength training should look like. And the real studies essentially, because I read the studies and they're kind of all doing similar yet different things. But the key to the study was that we are using resistance two to three times per week. And it didn't get into whether they were doing bodybuilding routines, whether they were doing powerlifting routines, whether they were doing quote sculpting routines, didn't get into any of that. The key to the research was that people were using resistance training two to three days per week. It also went on to say that those that did more, that was fine. There wasn't a huge uptick in health and fitness benefits, but it definitely said it wasn't hurting anything or couldn't hurt. But I want to hit home this point of the two to three days per week because we don't need to get carried away about what the perfect workout is. There's no such thing as the perfect workout. There are many great ways to work out. When I used to teach sports medicine and when I did teach some of these clinics and workshops for the american college of sports medicine i would always say you know what's really important is know what not to do because there are a lot of right things to do there's a lot of right ways to work out some people love to do split routines and do a different muscle group or two every day other people love to do like circuit training and do full body workouts two to three times a week some people love to do crossfit some people love to do crossfit type activities some people love to work out outside doing their own body for resistance like pull-ups and push-ups and air squats and things like that some people love to use selectorized machines like precore and nautilus and cybex and things like that some people love to work out in their garage using only free weights some people only like to use dumbbells and guess what the research says resistance is resistance and that is the key know what not to do as a trainer and exercise physiologist I've always known that and so when somebody comes in and I look at their conditions they fill out their health screening they tell me their goals I write up a general program for them that looks pretty similar to a lot of others because when you're starting out You want to learn about somebody. You want to figure out what works for them. But then after a while, we deviate more and more, more into what works for them and what might be fun. Because guess what? If it's not fun to an extent, you're not going to continue to do it. Now, when I say fun, if somebody's having too much fun working out, they're not doing it right. What I mean by fun is that they don't hate it. Now, like I can... Be super anal at times and say, All right, so I'm struggling with recovery. I'm going to write up this particular workout for myself that I'm going to do during the week. And I might start out Monday, Oh, this is cool. Might come in on Wednesday and look at it and go, Man, I don't really want to do that or that. And I would much rather do this or that. In reality, doing the latter is better because it's what I felt more like doing now naturally a lot of people who go to a trainer need that push and so we don't always want to leave it up to them what they feel like doing and we don't but there's a happy medium between always having to go through the routine that you absolutely can't stand or you're getting bored with right or, and then taking the easy way out, which isn't the same by the way, but taking the easy way out and doing what you feel like doing. No, there's a happy medium. So when I kind of lean more towards I would rather do this, it's not necessarily easier. It just might be different. And a lot of times it's actually harder because I wanted to do something more challenging, but I wrote for myself to do something a little more basic. So there's... I'm using myself as an example because as I always taught my trainers, we are our own first trainers. We really have to know how we think and what we do before we can really turn around and help other people with that. So a big key is to understand that there's a lot of right ways to do things and we have to remotely enjoy what we're doing when we strength train because the research, again, pounding it in your head, says if you're working out two to three days a week, you are getting those benefits from strength training, which is a stronger cardiovascular system, which is better metabolic blood work, which is better joint integrity, which is a faster metabolism, which is improved mental health through increase in dopamine and serotonin. I mean, the research is out there over and over and over. Now, for me, when I work out, a very important part of it is a pump. I'm talking about strength training. I like to get the pump, which means that I'm going to use higher reps because that elevates my mood. So if I have a higher mood and I look forward to the type of workout that I'm going to do, guess what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it more focused, and I'm probably going to do it a little bit longer. So that is a big key. When we have these um, workout programs that I see some people put together sometimes, and and the you know the authors are real fair, and they even say this is a template for you to get an idea, and the authors even tell you that look, if you want to change this exercise in and out, you know, do so. So. They are very clear in their writings, but a lot of times people take it and they just do that over, over, and over. And then they can't figure out why they get bored and then they can't figure out why they stop. When it's like, well, you do have to learn that there is a method to the madness that just because it was spelled out this way, that it doesn't mean that there's not substitutes for these things. There's a method to the madness. So if it says say, three sets of chest press, but you're like really tired of chest press. I mean, what it's really saying is is you should be doing three sets of chest in a compound movement, and that could be anything from the chest press to dumbbell chest press to bench press to dip to parallel bar dips to push-ups. I mean, you have to understand that the body doesn't really know the difference in movements, but some days you just really might feel like doing different movements and you might not have access to all the equipment so you have to learn what the big picture is and that's how I design most workouts is to say so you know we're gonna do this say squat push pull but within this squat push pull there should be a lot of wiggle room based on how I think a person responds to a certain exercise and how much they like it all right So that is the message for today. So now I want to thank chiropractic physician, Dr. Doris Antos of Ormond Beach. She is currently taking new patients because she has a new associate and she is located on Granada and a graduate of Palmer College. I will also put her information in the show notes. All right. Take care and be well.